0: What is going on everyone? Welcome back to The Offseason. <laughs> Welcome back to the Dishes and Dimes podcast. I'm your host Christian Obelena and today is July 22, 21, I'm sorry. Wednesday, July 21, the day after the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. 2021 NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis dropping 50 points in game six to win finals mvp and up next you're gonna hear raven and i talk about game six uh the final series in general our thoughts about this year's playoffs just breaking down most of last night and just our initial thoughts that we have a champion in the milwaukee bucks so uh even after this season, I'm still gonna be posting episodes. Obviously, we have the draft in eight days. We have free agency starting really closely after that. Summer League. We finally have a summer league, and we haven't had summer league in like two years. And again, basketball is gonna be a sport that every single month there's gonna be something going on. And there we go. Me and Raven talk about game six of the NBA Finals. And we are here. Raven is back to talk the end of the NBA season. The Bucks are champions, and you know I was sitting. I I just I was just telling him right before we started recording. I watched this game at a Buffalo wallowing with some friends, and uh, you know seeing seeing Giannis and just seeing that moment for the Bucks, um, especially for him. I, I couldn't be happier for couldn't be happier for him, and I, it's it's weird because I think throughout the series I just kept rooting for Giannis more and more, um, even though I picked the Suns in seven. I didn't necessarily really care who won. I didn't have any money on anyone. I didn't have any really emotional attachment to either team. But you know, seeing Giannis win and seeing his reactions and you know, as a Warriors fan who saw the 2015 finals, you know it kind of reminded me of that initial feeling of just feeling happy for for a certain certain guy, certain group of guys. And yeah, what well, what were your initial thoughts? Like just right after the game, we'll, we'll get into the game uh, shortly.
1: Yeah, I think it's just it's crazy to me that, especially after watching that. Um, that Hawk series when Giannis like hyperextended his knee, I literally thought he would be done. I thought it'd be after this, like after the rest of the playoffs. Like he's gonna have to gonna take a while to recover. But then even before I think we talked about it on on the pod, like uh, yeah like I, I didn't think Giannis should play just because I didn't want him to like risk anything like in the future. But when you watch him, when I started watching him like throughout this whole series, it's it's almost like it never even happened. Like he was literally just. Bodying people up, posting up, driving every single time, like at full force, trying his best to do chase down blocks. Like, it, it never seemed like he lost any, like, he regressed, he regressed, like, athletically. Like, it never, it never seemed like he lost a step. Like, he just really just wanted this championship. And, like, I agree with you. Like, as soon as I just kept watching the series, like, play out, like, the more I, like, I really want Giannis to like get this moment because he really does deserve it. And he's, like, as amazing as he is, like, on the court, like, his off-the-court personality is just amazing, too. Like, you could see, like, in, especially in that interview uh, with Malika Andrews, when she asked him about his brothers being a, <laughs> being all, like, all the champions. He did, like, a little Ric Flair woo. Like, it was just, I don't know. It was just amazing to see. I'm really happy for him.
0: Yeah, it was fun. I mean, let's let's get into just last night's game because, actually, last night's game was classic, classic like game. And, you know, it we may be overhyping it because I mean a lot of people were saying like we've had really great games in the series and we and we really have. Um it just reminds you of a lot of the so like the, the I was sitting there and my heart was beating fast in like the fourth quarter. Like I didn't care really who won, but it was just such a great game and you could even feel the energy uh in in the building and um Man, it was, it was a classic, classic just finals game um, with so many stakes on the line. But so, I mean, coming into this game, game six, right? The Bucks winning three straight. Um, you don't know what you're going to get from the Suns. Obviously, you have a lot of young guys on this team. They're playing on the road. Game six, elimination game. Chris Paul hasn't been himself um, in game four, game five. There was, I mean, we'll get to CP3 later on. but. There was a lot of deferring um, in the past two games from him. And you're just wondering, you know, Booker scored 40 points in the last two games, both ended up in a loss, uh, mostly because Chris Paul was just wasn't himself for most of those games. And you have the Bucs riding in this game, super hot holiday with the, kind of the game of his life in game five. Connaughton has been playing well. Giannis has been killing it all series and Middleton. has become basically like their closer in these playoff games. Uh, once it gets under five minutes, you know, he's going to at least be getting the ball, every possession, all that type of stuff. Um, and it was a, it was a really crazy first quarter. Like the first quarter started out like six, it was at one point it was like six to five, I think with like half the quarter already gone and ended up, Finishing twenty nine to sixteen, um, the Bucks shot seven for twenty four. The B- I mean the Bucks shot t- eleven for twenty three, and the Suns shot uh, seven for twenty four. And the Bucks were leading twenty nine to sixteen. What were your kind of thought? I mean, I thought they were going to break it open in the second quarter. But what were your thoughts um, after that really weird first quarter?
1: Yeah, honestly, for that first quarter, like it was expected to be kind of like sloppy. Just because you, you see, you see these teams like one team is trying to just win the championship, and then one team is trying to like bring it back home for game seven. So it's probably, I mean, it's like it's kind of good to see like at least maybe some nerves kicking for both teams. But honestly, even though the Bucks had a thirteen point lead like leaving the first quarter, I did not expect this game to be a blowout whatsoever. Um, I think once I think what really helped the Suns, especially that second quarter, was when um, Monty decided to sub a uh, campaign in. I really thought that did a lot for the offense. Not necessarily, like, replaced Chris Paul, but they had, like, a... I think they started off with a two-guard lineup, or at least at some point in the second quarter, they had that two-guard lineup, and it was just... You can just see, like, the Suns' offense became more of what we're accustomed to seeing. Like, they're really pushing the ball, uh, driving into the lane, kicking out to an open shooter, finding, like, open like open spots. Like, what oh, we've been seeing Phoenix do, do in, like, the past, like, three rounds against the Lakers, against the Nuggets, against the Clippers, like, that was, this is more we're accustomed to seeing. Um I was hoping a campaign would play more, but I understand like with the circumstances you'd rather have Chris Paul in that situation. But I really thought like that um substitution really helped give Phoenix a boost and helped give them that lead going into halftime.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, those quick that quick campaigns uh spurt, he let's see, he ended up with I can find it. He played
1: ten it was like minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah.
0: yeah, ten minutes. Um, I'm pretty sure all of his buckets came in that first half. Yeah. Um, he had like that that pull up three. He had that those quick like scoop layups. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those possessions were happening, and Booker was kind of just standing in the corner. Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird, but. In, yeah, in the second quarter, like the Bucks were just cold, like really, mm. really cold. They were going back to a lot of the stuff that again, what we always criticize them for is settling for yeah. too many jumpers, um, not being not playing up to their size, uh, and just turnovers. Like Drew Holiday had a horrible, horrible first half with just yeah. handling the ball and, and making decisions. Um it looked like Giannis was pretty fatigued in the second quarter, just because in that first quarter, he was so, he's always so aggressive. He's so physical. Yeah. Um, and they're just finding their groove. Like the, the sons are actually kind of hitting shots and you're right. Like the can't, the Cameron Payne minutes really saved him in that second quarter. Like, like if they didn't have those little spurts, I don't know if they were, if they were able to come back, they tie it with, thir- uh, 33 to 33, five minutes, and a half left, and I was thinking like, this is a complete opposite of Game Five, right? The, mm-hmm. the Suns start off to an amazing start. Everyone's hitting threes. Um, same with the Bucks in Game Six, but in their own version of that. And then second quarter just flipped, where um, the Bucks started coming back in Game Five, but now the the Suns are coming back. Um, and Middleton gets his third foul with five minutes left, um, and then you get a little. Nice classic spurt of CP three, you know, with mid range jumpers, he's controlling the pace. There's this nice little kind of couple minute stretch where it was a cool little like back and forth with Giannis and NCP, which is really cool. Um, And they're doing a lot of these, a lot of these things where Giannis gets switched on to CP, which I thought was really interesting. And then they ran more second screens for him um, to get Brooke on him. But CP ends a half with 12 points six for ten. Giannis 17 points, six for ten. Um, and the Suns are up by seven.
1: Yeah, like I think I, when you mentioned about Giannis being fatigued, you can really see. It. I think he was I think especially in that second quarter, he was settling for jump shots a lot. Like he would get a good switch, whether like he would get Eton like on top, like on top of the key. And he would do a dribble pull up, and honestly, they would. I don't think there was an instance where they ever like worked in favor of of the Bucks. I think even like Jeff Van Gundy said, like, um, like, uh, the Bucks are doing the sons a favor when Giannis is taking like uh, mid range jump pull up jump shots like deep into the shot clock. So I don't know if it was just, it was like fatigues it like settling in, but yeah, it was, their offense was really getting stagnant that like towards the end of the first half. Um, but yeah, I think you mentioned at least in the second half, like you really saw like Giannis like really, I guess get his second win back or just literally just wanted to just go all in with his offense. Like he got even more aggressive. I think he, I don't, I don't remember exactly how many points he scored, but at least it was like, at, like at least 18 or more. Like you, he, he almost like totaled his, or I think he did actually, like he did he eclipse his uh, like first half scoring like in the third quarter alone.
0: I think so. Yeah. He had like a huge third quarter and we could talk about that quarter. Like I I took a lot. Of, I think a the most notes I took was on the third quarter. Like he took his first three of the game minute into the quarter. Um he hit a three in that quarter. I, I believe. I don't know if he hit that first one, but um, he did like swish a three. Um, mm-hmm. The Bucks made on a run. Uh, Aiden. I Okay. Let's let's, I want to hear like re- real quick because I can't, I didn't count how many times, but there were so many times in the game where Aiden took, Aiden, Aiden was just like scared of, mm-hmm. of the size that that Giannis brought or just with Giannis and Brooke on the floor, especially. Um, so many times where he was hesitant. He even, even in the first quarter, he got fouled by Connaughton on an N1. Oh, yeah. And he, he was, he was like avoiding contact. Like he yeah. kept trying to avoid contact um the way he was defending Giannis like you know how he pulls it back so it's like yeah. line and then he starts driving he was trying to avoid contact as much as possible he was trying to absorb like Jeff and Gunny was calling him out on it a couple times where um you just need to like get your chest in into Giannis like you can't just mm-hmm. sit there backpedaling waiting for him to like absorb the contact from him um yeah. that's when you know you-, you pretty much messed up and Aiden was in foul trouble for the entire game. Yeah, he got his fourth foul um, in the third quarter. And when the Bucks were kind of making that run in the third quarter with like Bobby Portis, who had the game of his life, and <laughs> um, you know Kaminsky had to come in, and he had some pretty good minutes too. Kaminsky, yeah, he did. did. Um, Jay Crowder hit like a four point play. So I mean, they were just the Suns were kind of just living off of just anyone who can get them mm-hmm. anything like even jay crowder at points were was trying to put the ball on the floor and make moves and stuff yeah, and it's like, like that yeah. that's, it's like when you're asking some dudes like that to uh to do that in a game six elimination game like that's it's it's just a recipe for for disaster and booker was taking so many tough shots last night mm-hmm. um i can't there are so many times where Booker is taking like a tough shot over Middleton holiday Giannis uh, just any sort of size. Like I, I don't think he hunted Pat Connaughton as much. Also Connaughton didn't play um, a whole lot or he just didn't find himself defending um, Booker. I think the Bucks did a really good job of just trying to like hide Connaughton as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Bucks are just a physical, more physical team for like, the whole game um let, let's talk about bobby portis <laughs> what i i was dying when uh he got that tech because oh. <laughs> for, especially for a while like when, when i was watching in buffalo wallowings like uh i we couldn't tell when he got because we couldn't really hear the the tv like as yeah um as clear as you know watching at home but yeah. When he did like that. that
1: the little running. Um, yeah, the
0: little, the little running man, like the LT, like celebration, yeah, the yeah. touchdown celebration. <laughs> um, I didn't know he got a tech until like CP shot the yeah. free throw. He ended up missing it. So basketball, it, got, yeah. basketball gods, obviously. There it is, bought online. Um, <laughs> he had the game of his life. Yeah, and he did. He was kind of the guy that was kind of keeping them afloat there in like the mm-hmm. second quarter and, and was adding so so much energy and, and really defensive intensity. And you need those guys um, to win a championship.
1: Yeah, like, and like speaking of Portis, like I, I think it was the first quarter, he had like at least two solid threes, like from the corner. Like even like though he's like, he's really a lot a lot of his role on this team is like an energy guy off the bench, like get the crowd going, get the team going with this, this hustle um he he was actually making some some pretty good shots like especially in, the, in that first run but um yeah i think like for at least at least for coach bud, like, we always talk about like kind of like oh like if, if they lose like he's gonna get fired like oh he's he's kind of like like like, fumble, like fumbling like the back here like um i think we i got i gotta give him credit at least for this series um he really stuck he had a, he had a lineup and he stuck to it. Like he didn't like like compared to last year where he would probably like run like nine or ten deep on his bench, like he he knew what his rotation was. Um it, it was like it was a seven man rotation, like Pat Clonaton and Bobby Portis. maybe a little like a minute of Jeff Teague and like that's it. But I think he did a pretty good job of utilizing his starters and then filling him like like the, from the bench in like the most appropriate ways. Like Pat, even though like he didn't have like the best offensive game. Um, he's kind of like in there with Bobby Portis, where he has, he provides a lot of energy. Like he, there was a couple of plays, like, especially down the stretch where he would just grab like an offensive rebound, like, a, like kind of like a lot of those 50, 50 balls, he would just go for it and either rip it off of like Aiden or someone. and he would just like give an, an extra like 14 seconds for the bucks in their possession. I thought that was really valuable, especially when the buck or when the sons are trying to make that, that like last ditch comeback, like, I would just take the ball from them and just kind of like take out they take take out life from like he really got yeah, six, six defensive, like eight total rebounds, uh six defensive rebounds, two offensive rebounds. Like he was just like it just seemed like it was everywhere.
0: Me, me and my friend were thinking about, okay, so so a lot of my friends are like um they're huge they're huge sports betters and uh what they like to do is just like parlay a, b- a bunch of stuff or just hit on yeah. like 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 <laughs> tiny or i was trying to convince them to hit on like tiny bets and so we yeah. were looking at we were looking at assist numbers um because maybe we could we could hit on like cp3 assists or something like that but um there was a prop where it was connaughton uh to get at least three assists of the game <laughs> uh it was like plus 625 so so if we So basically it was, if we dropped like 10 bucks on a bet, we'd win like 70 something, we'd win like $73, something like that. So I was like, okay, like a little tiny bet. Right. And so we're sitting there like just (laughs) trying to root for Connaughton, Connaughton assists. And and he got his first one to, I think he, he got to Bobby Portis for like a pull up in, in, in the corner. And I was like, okay, like maybe you get two more. And just every time he would like pass the ball or get, he would get into the pain and try to like kick it, like out. it out. Yeah. And it would always, the ball would always be, it would always be tipped or was, like you would just yeah. get stripped. <laughs> it was just like, it was so painful, but I mean, at least we didn't drop more money. Yeah, it was like,
1: it was only 10. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was only 10. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, the fourth quarter was, was amazing. Uh, it was you could really feel it when um, Aiden got his fifth foul. With mm-hmm. He got it with eight minutes left. Mm-hmm. It forced Kaminsky to come back in. And, I mean, he Kaminsky had a great third quarter, but you're asking this guy to do so much uh, yeah. <laughs> to cover for Aiden and to be your backup big at the end of the game. Um, I noted down that Chris Paul's uh, last points – came at the 721 mark when he just hit a couple of free throws. Mm-hmm. Um, next possession, Giannis seals off, gets a dunk. CP3 loses the handle and the next possession back. And that's twice now where in game four, right, he falls down and on, the, on that last possession. And then here in game six, he loses the handle. Uh, not... Super late in the game, but just in a really critical possession. He just, yeah. for lack of a better term, he just fumbled the bag. And, <laughs> uh, y- you know, Giannis is switching on D to guard Booker and CP. um, And then the last five minutes, he saw Middleton. um, He hit that little Dirk fadeaway. Yeah. And I, I know this is down to 350 left. Aiden gets the ball under the basket from a CP3 pick and roll. He's so scared of Giannis. Like he doesn't know. There's so many different times where uh someone on the Suns had the ball in the paint, like Booker had the ball in the paint. Uh Aiden had the ball in the paint. And they're so scared because they don't know where Giannis is, but they don't go for the shot because they just don't know if they're gonna get blocked or not. Uh he mm-hmm. Aiden ends up getting a like a, a tough like fade hook that he hasn't hit all game long. Yeah. And, um, Giannis comes back he's making the plays he he hits that nice little floater with two forty left um from like the from like pretty much the free throw line um and if you go down the line every every kind of play, middleton throws it out of bounds with a minute thirty three left and 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 at that point I'm thinking, oh no, like this is not yeah this not be. and then he hits the biggest shot of his life um To go up 102 96 on a like a
1: triple handoff, like fade away, yeah, yeah.
0: fade away from the right wing. Booker doesn't get his hand up, but Jeff Van Gunny called it like good defense, but he kind of just stood there. He didn't get his hand up there. He I think he felt like he was gonna foul him, or Chris Milton's just gonna land on (laughs) him, they're gonna call it. Um next possession, Booker chance to cut it. Oh, Three yeah. on a sideline out of uh, out of timeout play. It was like a double pin down, mm-hmm. and I mean he, he missed yeah. it, and he was just out of rhythm the entire game. So yeah, honestly, I expected yeah. him to to hit that too.
1: Yeah, honestly, yeah. honestly that was a really good look. Like I remember watching that, and I thought he was gonna hit it, but like to talk about Booker, like he just honestly had like a really bad shooting game. He went. For seven, yeah, he went over seven from the three point line. He just couldn't get his rhythm going. A lot of his shots really came from like um like inside like little short mid-ranges. I think a couple layups, a couple free throws. But like offensively, I think um like a lot of Devin Booker's struggle just had to do with I think Holiday getting that Booker assignment. Um he literally just denied tried to deny him the ball as much as possible, kind of got him out of rhythm and it was just really contesting him. Like I think, like in game, yeah, in game, in game five, Booker had some pretty good shots where, like he pushed off, like I like pushed off or like, like just shrugged like um, P.J. Tucker off of him, and had some pretty good like shots. But I think Devin Booker just really had a bad game. He had like he had like a play in the first quarter against P.J. Tucker where he like <laughs> literally just crossed them over, and had him like <laughs> falling back for like at least. A good three seconds, and he had an open shot. I really thought he was gonna make that. It would have been like
0: a, the one of the, the co- yeah. like like craziest like ankle breakers just because P.J. Tucker, <laughs> he like like his legs just went in a d- t- like totally different <laughs> like, angles like, and like <laughs> Yeah, like it, it was insane. I thought he was gonna hit that too. Um, I mean, he was struggling all night. They they're just putting really tough defenders on him, and you could tell like the Bucks were they wanted. To stop him the most, yeah. Um, they forced CP3 to be more of a scorer. Um, CP3 had, I mean, he shot really well today. I mean, last night, 11 for 19, um, five assists. He had 26. He he led he led their team in scoring, but in the last seven minutes couldn't score, and it was clear the Suns just didn't have really anyone to kind of help them out other than those two. You get. 10 minutes of, like, probably the greatest Frank Kaminsky stuff <laughs> you can get out of him, even though he only scored six points. Like, all those buckets were really huge for them. Cameron Payne was nowhere to nowhere to be seen on the – I mean, they didn't really play him in the second half.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Jay Crowder, you, you would have expected him – he's either six for eight or, like, last night he was two for nine from three. He shot mm-hmm. the most threes out of the whole team. Mikhail Bridges, three for seven. Um, He had a nice first half, but he only took one three and missed it. So a lot of the guys that they really needed tonight or last night, I keep saying tonight, a lot of the guys that they really needed last night just just wasn't there. Yeah, And I mean, that that goes with youth, that goes with experience. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that if this Suns team gets back to maybe not the finals, but in in another really grueling series like this, maybe next year with a fully Mm. healthy Lakers team or a fully healthy, well, Clippers won't be fully healthy, but, um, you know, maybe fully healthy Warriors team if they get back there or just with all these, even the Nuggets as well. Yeah. um, They have that experience and they could play better. Um, And Let's talk about Giannis because we haven't talked about Giannis the entire Mm -hmm. game. Let's talk about Giannis and CP because I guess this is kind of... If... If the Suns would have won, the MVP award probably would have gone to CP3. Yeah. Especially if they forced it to seven um, given the game that Booker Mm -hmm. had last night. Um, And he has a narrative for him as well. But Giannis, 50 points. Yeah. (laughs) He... 16 for 25, one for three from three. He made 17 of 19, 19. free throws last yeah. night. And they needed every single make. Um, 90%. He had 14 boards, five, five blocks.
1: blocks.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when you talk about dominant performances in the finals, especially in in a closeout game, I mean, mm-hmm. this is up there. This is, I, I mean, you and you and I, we're, we're in our mid-20s, mid to low-20s. Like, we, we, we know <laughs> most of what happened this century in basketball. Um, but I guarantee you, if you look back into basketball reference, there's not going to be, there's going to be really no game like this, unless yeah. it's maybe like the, the 60s or 70s with with Yeah. <laughs> Or Kareem, obviously. Um, I mean, it was amazing. Like th- this is his career-defining game mm-hmm. series. He had obviously the block on Aiden in Game Four. He had mm-hmm. the alleyoop in Game Six. Game, I think Game Five. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Game yeah. Five. And yeah. last night, Game Six, he had this performance. I mean, for. What NBA Twitter was going through the last two days with the Hooper versus basketball players. <laughs> which I don't know if you want to talk about that or uh, give, your, give your thoughts about that. I, uh, um, I mean, he just proved everyone wrong, really.
1: Uh, th- yeah, honestly, yeah, definitely for like a guy that, like, I think he tweeted like someone that doesn't have like a bag, like in quotation marks, like he to drop fifty points in like a closeout NBA final series. And not just like on the offensive end, but, like on both sides of the floor, like it just, I don't know, just it's, I'm just really, I'm just really happy for Giannis. Um, he really deserved it, just from the effort that he gave his team. I think like I think the first possession of that game, like in game six, they Mikhail Bridge is going for a layup, Giannis blocks it from behind, still is able to run the back like the whole court and get like a layup in, like it just shows like how much like he really does want this um this championship and how much it means to him and honestly like you talk about like like his like it was like offensive like 50 50 point performance like all the free throws that he made but he really got it done on both ends which is like a spectacular feature for any for any superstar like he he was really like their defensive anchor like he there was a lot of like possession where the Suns would try to go for a layup or a floater and then Giannis would just come out of nowhere and just like block it and kind of just like like force a lot of like chalk block violations force them to just reset their offense like he was he was really a force in the paint and even when they would bring him out and he would bring him out into switches like he would still stay with his man and they would just could not drive past him like Giannis like really had like the complete game and it was just really fun to see
0: So he joined, I mean, this, that was um, just everywhere last night, but he joins MJ and and Hakeem for, I mean, that list of three, those three, Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Giannis are the only three guys in NBA history to win an MVP, a Defensive Player of the Year, and the Finals MVP. And I mean... When you put yourself in that company, especially in a, like when you put yourself in a Michael Jordan stat, um, and it's a list of three of you, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can't really get better than that. <laughs> like, I don't know,
1: um, which, which
0: makes this really interesting. I don't want to jump the gun on this, but, um, it, it makes next season really interesting just because. I I like to see how a team defends their title. Well, like yeah. I'm really interested in how, um. For instance, the, the 2011 Mavs, right? They they beat LeBron uh, in, t- in 2011. Um, the next couple of years is just them kind of just breaking down and trying to just like ready to rebuild and whatnot. And then it, mm. it took them like seven years to rebuild. Yeah. Um, when they got Luca. And the Raptors after 2019, um, they did a really great job of at least trying to defend. Like they were still one of the best teams in the league the next year, Mm -hmm. even without Kawhi. Uh, Even in the bubble, they were great. Um, Ended up losing to the Celtics in round two, but they were just a really good team to try and defend their title. Um, So I'm really intrigued. Even with the Lakers this year, they they retooled, they got a bunch of new role players. even though they didn't work out because of LeBron and AD's injuries, um, mm-hmm. they were still just like trying to go for it. They're trying to go back to back. So I'm really interested. And and if you watch the Giannis like interviews with stuff, like he mentioned it a couple of times where it's like, yeah, let's do it again. Like, let's do it again. Yeah. Um, I assume they're gonna be running back the same team. Like yeah. they, they maxed out Holiday, uh, Middleton and Giannis in the past year. Um, whether they keep Bobby Portis or just whoever um, they're going to retool. They're going to be, those three are going to be much better together next year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is another, you know, little facet, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just like, how, how can you not like Giannis? If, if there are peep, still people out there that still don't like Giannis, <laughs> I, I really don't know. What I to don't know. Um, let's talk about the Suns because now, It's Chris Paul's future. The report this morning is that the Lakers are interested in acquiring Chris Paul. Um, He, in his contract, um, he can, I'm not mistaken, he can opt out of this year or he just has one final year. Yeah. So he has one final year, 44 million, 44.2 million next year and he's a unrestricted free agent. Um okay, yeah. So 2021 player option deadline is August 1st. So he has legit like 11 days to mm-hmm. make a decision if he opts out or not. Um Let's see for, since for, for, they lost. Does what? he since they lost does he yeah. opt out?
1: Well, I feel like regardless like he should like I feel like regardless he should opt out. Um I know like a lot of money's on like a lot of money's on the table. He's I think how old is he? 37, thirty-six.
0: Thirty-six right now, yeah.
1: Yeah, thirty-six. So like the win like the window for him is really closing. Um like if you and I don't know how much money he would get if he did opt out, but to like optimize like winning a championship. Um I would see I could see him either. Uh, yeah, opting out and try to get like a cheap, like a cheaper deal with the Suns, uh, just so that the, the Suns can be too as well. Um, I haven't really looked much into the Lakers rumors. Um, I, just, I don't know how legit it is. Like, it's obviously like you have like LeBron, like, to, like his friend. Uh, it's like storyline wise, like having him like lead him to <laughs> his first championship before he retires. But um, a lot of it just really just has to depend on like what Chris Paul wants. Um, the Sun, I mean, the Sun, it's not like, I don't want to say like the Suns, like a, they're not, they're not like, by all means, they're not a fluke team. Like I know that like they they really had to like, they play against teams that dealt with injuries, but, um, they, they are a legit team. So even if they did run, if he did run it back with the Suns, they really have it. He really has a good chance of at least making it back to the finals and trying to do it again. But, um, Yeah, right now for Chris Paul, it's really just like the ball, the ball's literally in his court, like what he wants to do. But I really, I really think that he's going to opt out and find a cheaper deal and that's like the first step.
0: Yeah. And for Chris Paul, um, I mean, if you want to talk about legacy series, (laughs) uh, I saw a stat last night where he's like the only guy to blow (laughs) Oh two, <laughs> uh, yeah two o- 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 two, o- two. like he's up 2-0 and he blows a series i think he did like four times in his career which is yeah um not great um but yeah he is 36 now he's going to be turning 37 next year we already see how a full finals run can look like on his body Mm-hmm. and there's already there's already stuff going around even after game four that's like is this guy like physically is this guy hurting like the amount of times he lost the ball or fell down i i don't know if that's his mm-hmm. um if there's something that na- if there's something yeah. nagging with him if, if there's he just sometimes he just loses the ball or just mishandles the ball is something i know he like hurt his hand in the middle of the yeah. game i i i think i want i think i want to say game four he did um he had his hand in, in the middle of the game and so you could kind of put it on 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 that where he probably was 100 percent healthy mm-hmm. but at the same time to rely on this guy four straight rounds and then imagine next year with a harder road a harder path to the finals mm-hmm. um you're going to need help. And I, and I think the sun's really, I mean, their biggest thing was just depth. Like yeah. big man depth was their biggest weakness and they still made it to the finals. Mm-hmm. So I have no doubt that the sun's will find some vet, vet minimum guys off, off free agency. Um, so they can have at least a reliable big under Aiden and not, you know, Frank Kaminsky and Daria right. Saric. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be really interesting how they kind of retool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. And so yeah. story of Chris Paul's career, I guess for now, <laughs> and it sucks. Cause I know e- either way, how this finals turned out, it would have been a
1: really nice story. Yeah. Um, like you have, like you, you either have like Chris Paul or Giannis winning their first championship. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, regardless, like it would have been, it would have been a good start for anyone.
0: Yeah, and imagine like the if the Suns won, what the feeling would be in Milwaukee? Now they have, you know, they maxed yeah. out Drew. They traded three first round picks for him. They mm-hmm. maxed out Middleton. They super max Giannis. And yeah, this team they have this coach that probably would have been fired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, the complete opposite, right? When when you win, when you just keep winning, like everything is fine. Yeah. And, um, it would have been crazy uh, <laughs> to see who, like whoever whoever lost this series would have been in real kind of deep trouble, kind of in for their organization. I've no doubts. And did you see the the Monty Williams thing where he he went to the he went to the, the locker, locker room? room?
1: Yeah, that was pretty. I bad. have Honestly, never. Yeah,
0: good. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I don't remember. They it might have probably happened maybe in the last ten years, but I don't remember seeing something like that where the opposing coach goes to the winning team's locker, like not even like congratulates them like on the court, but to go to
1: and the, the locker room. Yeah.
0: It led, like he was literally just like he had his hand around Giannis and and Giannis had like his his champagne goggles oh, his and everything. Goggles. He was like he he was like holding the trophy and and it was just like such a serious moment, but it was like wow, like you really felt you really felt that. Mm-hmm. And um it was a great success story, no matter what, for the Suns and, and Monty Williams and everything. So yeah, it, i mean it was great. Um any other Last thing, thoughts about, about this series, about, about, I mean, the playoffs in general.
1: Um, I think just, I, a, a lot of people kind of, at least from like, what I've seen like on like, like NBA Twitter and stuff like that. Like a lot of people really downplayed like this final series just cause, you know, it's not like your big, like Lakers versus Nets or whatever. Um, but like, it's like two, like, at least, two small, two small market teams going at it, but I don't, like, just the quality of basketball that, like, I've just, like, I watched from those six games, like, they're honestly, like, it was really exciting, especially as a neutral fan, like, it was, I, I was really, like, on the edge of my seats, like, in most of those games, like, not knowing what was gonna happen, like, especially, like, and it's also crazy that, when, like, a lot of the biggest plays of, like, of that series, of, like, that, that final series came from, like, defensive, like, Defensive possessions, like defensive stops, like you have um, the Giannis block on Eaton, uh, the Drew the Drew steal on Book on Booker to the alley the Giannis. Even like a, there's like another like like Drew steal on Booker where he like just did like a pull up three pointer. Like there was like a like there's a lot of good defensive plays, and it kind of just shows like that was that was literally the hole that the Bucks needed to fill to to get him to like that next step to get him to that. To that exact um uh, moment so um especially it's pretty cool to see like where a lot of a lot of the, like, the league today is a lot of offense based like like three-point shooting fast breaks like it's still good to see that defense wins <laughs> championships
0: no yeah no that, that's a great point um you you see a lot of a lot of finals and it's like whoever hits the big shot you know and yeah. there are a lot of big shots that were hit yeah um, on, on both sides, but to make the biggest play on the, on the defensive end, um, is, is a testament to, you know, still important. It's still, yeah. we, were, we were literally sitting here maybe like a month or two ago talking about how the Nets can just, you know, win the championship by barely defending or at least defending enough to just mm. score like 130 <laughs> points every playoff game and but yeah, no, that uh, that's a great point. Um, also Malika Andrews, youngest to host Larry O'Brien. Oh, she, she she was really um, good. She was she was fantastic. Um, replacing obviously Ra- Rachel, Rachel Nichols Rachel and, Rachel. And, and that kind of thing. Um, that happened. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, this finals was great, and I hope. Same thing with you. I hope that people th- this finals or this playoffs, even though we didn't have big name stars, we didn't have. As many, I mean, we saw a lot of narratives, but we didn't have those narratives where it like shakes up the the grand scheme of like the history of the league where mm-hmm. it's all people care about. Like there are so many times where I was watching the game and, and realized like, oh, that was like, that was a great play. Like, like, yeah, there were so many memorable things that happened, um, that were just purely basketball plays and that that's something that's really cool. Um, I think even without the big, like the huge, huge mega stars in this playoffs, um, Giannis was like the only one out of the top 11, 12 players in the league to Mm -hmm. be in the finals. Like, I don't know if you'd call Chris Paul, Devin Booker, a top 10 or 11 guy like maybe, maybe guys, now yeah. maybe now maybe you can yeah. squeeze them in there um one of them um in the in the top 10 or 11 but we'd have to that would be a whole different mm. podcast yeah <laughs> uh, but at the same time realizing you know Aiden has reached a new level of his game Booker reached a new level of his game Chris Middleton Drew Holiday reached a new level of their games um and that, that goes a long way, especially looking into the next season, how, how we look at these teams mm-hmm. and how we kind of project how well they're going to do. Um, but it was a great playoffs and, uh, I think it was something that the NBA and just sports needed in general was this, yeah. this, this type of playoffs. So,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: But all right. Um, you and I will. So we have the draft in Mm -hmm. eight days and then we have free agency starts, I think three or four days after that. I think like the weekend pretty much after the, like that following Mm -hmm. weekend after the draft, you have summer league probably next month. We have Olympic basketball coming up. I mean, this, this sport is a a year long sport. Never stops. sooner or later. Uh, (laughs) will be getting ready to, you know, teams will getting ready for training camp. It's going to be, um, they're going to aim for the, the regular schedule start right in the end of October or mid. Yeah. And yeah, end I, yeah, I think
1: it's like, it's like the regular, like it's like the regular schedule now.
0: Yeah. Um, so they, so the NBA loses a month pretty much. And usually the finals would end in, in mid June. Yeah. Yeah. Mid June. So they lose a month, but, It is what it is. Like, this is kind of what they had to do to, to get the next season started.
1: That's true. Yeah. All right, Raven. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me again.